the college baseball experience, college world series preview in Omaha on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet, bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets, bet big, win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W I N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by sleeper. You already play fantasy on sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app, make sure to get down and, and download the uh, SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, welcome. Welcome to the college baseball experience. We are ready for Omaha. I can't wait. My name is Kobe Swiggin' Dead to Base Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. <laughs> we made it to Omaha. Yes, we have made it to Omaha. Can't wait for these games. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, the heartbeat, the real heart and soul of the college baseball experience. Give it up for SGPN contributor. Yeah, I heard him on the MLB gambling podcast. You've heard him on the college basketball experience. You've heard him on the college baseball experience. It doesn't matter anywhere. He lays his hat is his home. Give it up for Noah Beanick. How you doing, Noah? What's going on, Colby? Uh, very exciting times here. And uh, you know, ended super regionals with two straight losing podcasts. That's not something normal that I've had to say in since conference tournament season, but uh, it's best summed up by one of the guys in our Slack channel. He goes, it's basically so silent in here. It's like a funeral. It's the calm before the storm, Colby, the calm before the storm, the calm before the storm. I love it, man. Unfortunately, the, you know, my, my East Carolina pirates could not get there. Yeah. They choked. They did a classic Scott Norwood. Uh, just, I mean, they had that thing in the second game and then the third yeah. game was crazy with the rainstorm. So, you know, I mean, I'm not as excited as I could be, but yet I'm still very excited to catch these games. Uh, should we hop into it? I mean, I know you're look, you were looking like a genius with that Notre Dame call. Yeah. I had the Notre Dame call, but I also had like Oregon state that fell flat on their face and the Hokies. I had the Hokies too. Yeah. So it's like you get a little bit of a trade-off. You get to be a hero on one of them. And then you bit like, everybody's talking about you talking about these teams the whole year and then they fall before Omaha. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a given or take came out about even. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's an exciting, I mean, look, that was the funniest thing is seeing the the Twitter trash talk on on uh, coming at the University of Tennessee. Yeah. So I mean, hey, it's, 
I, I talked about this on another show that I was a guest on this week. It's like, it sucks for college baseball that they're not going to be in Omaha because that was the team that drew the most eyes. Like if that team was there, like it would be very exciting and it's already going to be very exciting, but it's like their stars didn't come to play in the games that mattered the most. You know, you had Drew Gilbert kicked out kicked kicked out of the first game suspended for the second game. And in the third game, he didn't get a hit. And then Jordan Beck, he had three walks in the game. He wasn't able to do anything. And Trey Lipscomb went like one for three or something like that. So it's like out of like a a total of those three guys, your two, three and four hitters or your three, four and five hitters, whatever they were for game three, they went one for eight and had no uh, production whatsoever. So it's like the better team won the series. And uh, that, that is a team that you love to see beat. Tennessee is like just their head down, hard nose, do everything right ball club. And they had the luck of the draw and it's baseball. You know, the the best team doesn't always win. You look at the Oregon state series and in game three, Oregon state had like nine hits and Auburn had three. Deshera had a two run home run in the third inning. And that was the difference in the game. So gotta love it. Gotta love it. It's what keeps us tuning in, man. And uh, you know, I can't wait to tune in. Uh, I've actually always wanted to go to this event. I got to get out there and go to it. You're not that far from you better get over there. One of these years. Um, I'm only like 10 hours away. It was just not in the cards this year. I have a wedding and be in, in it or during it. I mean, I should say I'm mm, not in the wedding, mm. but I have to attend it. Um, they avoided college football season and they avoided the NHL playoffs because they're a a bunch of hockey fanatics, but they threw it (laughs) right in between the college world series. But I want to say this Colby, we had a real tournament and look at the eight teams that we have left. All right. You have. Arkansas, crazy fan base. Auburn, a, a pretty big SEC fan base. Notre Dame, their fan base is all over the country. Oklahoma's like batshit crazy in the middle of nowhere, USA. Ole Miss, they're crazy for baseball. Stanford's like the one of the eight that might not have a ton of fans there. But then you have Texas, who's basically got a residency in Omaha. And then Texas A&M, who's the most passionate fan base. It feels like they're just almost cult-like, everybody calls them. And you're going to get Texas A&M to maybe play Texas, or you're going to get Oklahoma to maybe play Texas. One of those two matchups are going to happen in Omaha. And it's like we had a real playoff, and we have eight teams there. They're all big, so what's the point in not having one for football, you know? Yeah, no, that's exactly the point. I mean, we can use so many different examples. You know, the overall one seed is gone, and we've seen it. You know, and and you know, this happens in college basketball. Uh, Baylor this past year, um, the overall one seed in the tournament was what Gonzaga. They lost, and and you see it in the NFL play. You see it literally in every form of sport. I don't care if you bring a badminton, you're gonna see this, and it, it's it's crazy that college football would ignore that. And just go with a popularity contest. I mean, it, it's just, and it's short sighted because it would make so much more money. But uh, yeah. anyway, I mean, I, you know, subscribe to the college football experience. We're breaking down all 131 FBS teams over there. We love college football, but we are never happy with the uh, the the TMZ <laughs> side of it. Like, like I said, it's kind of a beauty pageant at the end of the year. But like, as far as like the regular season, we love college football. We, 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 I mean, we love it even, even with the bowl games, which suck, you know, but uh, we still love just sitting back and watching college football, subscribe to the college football experience. Also subscribe to the college basketball experience. Cause we talk college basketball year round as well. 
so let's hop into this, man. I guess uh, I, these games are happening tomorrow. We got lines on them. Everything's good to go. Uh, we got an old Big Twelve matchup, a future SEC matchup, and that is at 11 a.m. on the West. Uh, t- I think 2 p.m. on the East, if my math is correct. And the, one Central in Omaha, so we got all three time zones covered. There we go. There we go. The Oklahoma Sooners, who are laying a run and a half, taking on Texas A&M. The over/unders at 11. Uh, and the money line play there for AM was just plus 100. Uh, so Oklahoma minus 130, AM plus 100. Kind of feels like they got Oklahoma winning this, but not by much. Not by much if, if uh, you, you're kind of paying attention to the juice there. So, uh, what do you make of this matchup, Noah? Yeah. So the reason why the juice is there is that because we're all assuming that Oklahoma is going to go out there and start. Honestly, he's probably the second or third best pitcher in Omaha at this time of year. And Jake Bennett, he's a power left-handed pitcher and he's going to give Texas A&M some issues and Texas A&M uh, they've lost their last three games when they faced a left-handed starter. Um, and also this Texas A&M team does not excel defensively and Oklahoma puts a lot of pressure on the defense with small ball and with chaos on the base pass, uh, their shortstop. Um, Peyton Graham said it best is they create chaos on the base pass. And um, my computer's acting but slow. You, and another advantage but, um, though, is the fact that Norman, Oklahoma to Lincoln, Nebraska is not, I mean, I know it's still far, but it's not that far. <laughs> they may used to make this trip yeah, all the time. I mean, not Lincoln, um, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. I'm I sorry. Will, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go play. Um, I, I believe it's the second shortest trip to Omaha of the, of the bunch. I think Arkansas has the shortest, then it's Oklahoma and then Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. That's surprising. I would have probably, if, if blindly, if you would have asked me, I guess maybe I would have put Arkansas, but maybe I, I think I might've put might have would have put Notre Dame, but yeah, those states are big in the middle there. So, so yeah. some of those uh, definitely have a, have some long travel. But uh, call me crazy, so, is, is is it? I feel like this A and M team is kind of a team of destiny. I know Oklahoma's been red hot. I know they they look real. They were really impressive against Virginia Tech. But A and M, you know, I know I remember when we had Jonathan Mayo on the show, and you know he couldn't really highlight great players for the Aggies. Just said they they play good ball as a team. But yeah. is, is there something special about this A and M team, or should we just go chalk and take uh, the Sooners to get it done? So you know that's that's a good point. Is Texas A and M? They don't have any real stars, but they have the second best coach, maybe even the first best coach, depending on who you ask. Uh, when comparing all eight coaches in Omaha at this time of year, Jim Schlossnagel came over here from TCU. Uh, this is his fifth Omaha appearance, and he went four, 41 and 16 with Texas A&M, got him to Omaha. And this is uh, a team, a Texas A&M team that didn't even make the SEC tournament last year. So, I mean, this is what's tough is like they have one of the hottest hitting teams right now, but the ball does not fly in Omaha. And I figured I had to get this in somewhere. So I'll say it now for the first weekend, we're expecting heat at 98 and above sometimes triple digits for some of these games. And the winds are blowing 10 to 20 miles an hour in from center field. So it's kind of like Wrigley field in the desert, if you know what I mean? So like the ball is, um, 
it's it's dry air and it's windy. So the ball gets knocked down and it doesn't fly as far. So this Texas A&M team that has been hitting great as of late and they have a lot of power, um, they're they're not going to be able to hit as many bombs. This is one of the teams that is going to get affected by this. And when you look at Omaha's uh, roster, they don't have a lot of these long ball hitters and they like to play this uh, sort of small ball, get a guy on, move them over, uh, knock them in, manufacture their runs. And this is a team that I've respected or they've earned my respect throughout the postseason. Uh, I bet on them. I bet on Texas against them in the big 12 championship, Oklahoma won. I had confidence in Virginia tech to getting and getting the Omaha and they beat Virginia tech. The Sooners scored 29 runs in those four games combined. Peyton Graham has led their offense through the last 20 games, resulting in a red hot 15 and five record. Graham is the first player in Oklahoma history to have 20 home runs and 30 stolen bases in Sooners program history. He's hitting 370 with 10 RBIs, four home runs and two stolen bases in the postseason. Um, this is Skip Johnson's first Omaha appearance. So it's he's up against it, but with Jake Bennett on the mound, power lefty, like I mentioned earlier, he's nine and three on the year with a 353 ERA, 120 strikeouts, 22 walks, and 104.2 innings pitched. He's struck out 17 batters and 14.2 innings in the postseason. Um, and then the starter for Texas AM, Nathan Detmer, he's given up 10 runs and eight innings pitched this postseason. So it's not been uh, it's been a, a, like two opposite forces there for the aces of both these teams that are going to be throwing tomorrow. So I just have to be on Oklahoma here. I think, I mean, and the juice isn't gr- good enough for you to really like buy in to a and M. So I, I'm going to back you. Unfortunately, give me the Oklahoma Sooners uh, to get it done against the Texas A and M Aggies. What about over under? Would I mean I, I lean over you? Where are we at? What's uh, the it's 11, 11 is the total there. Uh, I I would be leaning under. I I we watched those first two games with Texas A and M against Louisville, both with great offenses, but the pitching actually was very underrated and very good in that game or both games. Uh, in game one, Texas A and M had the bases loaded and they just weren't able to get runs in. They left the bases loaded four times. So I like the under eleven, and you're going to be hearing a lot of unders from me, especially for these game ones, but maybe throughout the whole tournament, as this is a pretty big park, and the books have adjusted to uh, big totals. So we might get a little bit of an advantage coming in on a f- on a few unders with these aces pitching, and also inside the big park. There we go. You heard it here first. Noah Beanick. Well, game two, 4 p.m. on the West, 7 p.m. on the East. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Can they? Can the, is the dream still alive? Plus one and a half. Um, they are also plus one hundred. Taking on the evil enterprise that is the Texas Longhorns. Texas laying a run and a half. Uh, but at, at, at plus one thirty-five value um, on the money line, they're minus one thirty. Notre Dame's plus one hundred. The over/under set at nine and a half. What are you doing here? The, you know the thing is, is with these dogs, there's no real dogs with any real juice. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so. I mean that's that's the thing. Like you look at you even look at the futures and stuff. They're all so tight, and it, it just goes to show you that it's almost anybody's field. And it's it's wide open. Any the fact that the number two overall seed Stanford isn't the betting favorite tells you that this thing is really anybody's game. <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, I'm going to ride the hot hand. 
you know, I can't take Texas. You know, I would never take Texas. <laughs> all right. To me, they are everything evil and wrong with, uh, with, with the world. Sorry, Texas fans. I've been down to Austin. It's a great town, but you guys ruin college sports on so many levels. I will never take you. All right. And if that's my logic and that's moronic, perhaps, but I still cashed on one of those ECU plays on the money line of the first game. Uh, so give me the Irish plus 100. And uh, yeah, I mean, fuck Texas. <laughs> uh, I'll join you on the under as well on this one. What are you doing here, Noah? So, you know, that I, I've, I kind of love Notre Dame now after that, what they did for me. Um, but this is my most confident pick in the first round and I'm going against you. I'm going with Texas. You're filthy. You are filthy. <laughs> yeah, so, I know, I, you have a future. That's why you're doing it, right? You have a future on the Longhorns. I know. I know the real reason why. Well, they're not the only, they're not even the only team. I have a future on Notre Dame. I, <laughs> you're in a good spot. <laughs> yeah. I have, I, yeah. That's a good time to mention this too. I have, uh, 40 to one Notre Dame that we placed two weeks before the conference tournaments. That was when uh, we jumped on Virginia tech as well. We, I have Texas at 30 to one that we, that I put on um, when we saw the draw. And I was like, this is not like out of respect to you in East Carolina. I was like, this is a pretty easy draw for Texas. And Ooh. we know that the NCAA kind of helps them out there, you know? Uh, that is true. That is true. I mean, look, you're taking and Texas, then, you're taking Texas. I yeah. can't talk to I'll this son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't talk to that son of a bitch. I really can't. I can't. <laughs> and then I have I have Arkansas at 25 to 1 that we placed after the regional prior to the super regional. But for this game in specific with Texas, their park over there in Austin, Dish Falk, is bigger than Omaha, actually. Um, and they're 26th in the nation in scoring with eight runs a game. That's the highest in this eight team field. They have a 318 batting average. That's fifth in the nation. That's highest in this eight team field. It goes on and on and on in the offensive categories. They are almost on top of every single one except for stolen bases a game. This is a predominantly right handed lineup. And you have John Michael Bertrand over there on Notre Dame who might throw. They may hold them back because. Texas is so right-handed and it's not a very good matchup for him. And JMB over there got banged around by Tennessee. I mean, he's nine and three in the year with a 269 ERA, 107 strikeouts, 20 walks in 103.2 innings. But his last outing against Tennessee doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence confidence against these big righty boppers uh, for Texas. We all know it, but Ivan Melendez, he's the college baseball Heisman favorite. He's, in the golden spikes award. Uh, he's a nominee for it. He has the best nickname in baseball in the Hispanic Titanic. And he leads the country with 32 home runs. He broke the NCAA BB core home run record in a season. He's hitting 396 on the year with an OPS of 1404, 94 RBIs. He's a redshirt junior with three, a 304 average and seven RBIs with three bombs uh, so far in this tournament. And then you have Pete Hansen, who's going to probably start this game for Texas. He's 11 and two with a 340 ERA, 115 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 103.1 innings pitched. Um, I I think even if Notre Dame holds back JMB in strategy to throw a right-hander against this right-handed lineup in Texas, you would get Austin Temple, who's thrown thrown 8.2 innings, 
this postseason with seven hits, six runs, nine strikeouts, but seven walks. That's a lot of runs and a lot of walks and not many innings pitched for the guy. And he gave up like two, two runs in the first three innings. And they had to get him out of there real quick against Tennessee to keep them in that game. This is a game that I just like Texas offense a little bit too much for me to feel comfortable in taking Notre Dame. Well, I don't get the head cold, but trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. We're taking Notre Dame. I will never take the filthy whores of Texas. Um, but you know what, man? You got your future. You make a lot of lot. You make a lot of sense with all that stuff. Um, Hispanic Titanic. All right. Well, look, <laughs> that t- the fucking Titanic hit an iceberg. All right, and that is. The Notre Dame fucking fighting Irish. All right. So let's take no, the Irish. The Hispanic Titanic's going to hit an iceberg in the Antarctic Ocean after a home run that he hits. In <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, but uh, no, no. Notre Dame's got <laughs> something about it. They, they, uh, that's the Irish. You can't fade the luck of the Irish. All right. Uh, all right. I mean, I am excited to watch that one though. You make a lot of good yeah, points, I, but Hey, Pete Hansen, most intriguing game of round one for sure. Definitely. Definitely. But you may, you make a lot of good points. Pete Hansen, you know, that shitty band somewhere f- by Texas Hansen, you know, they were making music. I can't take those guys. You know what I mean? Pete Hansen's probably a younger brother. Guys. Yeah. He's um bopping uh, to out to uh, pop flies. All right. Uh, he's not bringing <laughs> home any runs with that shit. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, <laughs> fans are probably like, what is this idiot talking about? Uh, let's uh, let's, let's hop on over to Saturday. But before we hop into Saturday, I got to get us paid the college baseball experience, Omaha. Yes. Omaha uh, episode. I should say road to Omaha. Something like that is brought to you by Winbet. bet. Yes, uh, right now, bet $50 at WinBet. Get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Yeah, just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Yes, gentlemen. Father's Day is right around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure that all father figures out there are looking daddy material come this June. That's because Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to, to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. <laughs> I mean, this right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SGP at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Shake what your mama gave you? No, 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 no. It's shake what your daddy gave you. Go to manscaped.com. Use that promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. You're probably wondering what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG one. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. This special and blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all of those things. And it costs less than $3 a day. You don't even need stem cell treatments. You don't need to be going down to 
going down to Panama trying to get stem cell treatments like fucking Mel Gibson. Just get some of this, all right? Uh, AG1 uh, supports better sleep quality. All right, come on. To make it easy right now, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? I'm afraid to tell you that is the case. Be yep, without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why here at SGPN Studios, we use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communications, your browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use that promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com slash S G P. All right. We are back. We are on the road to Omaha. I can't wait Saturday, June 18th. Perfect way to kick off father's day weekend sit back, check out the Arkansas Razorbacks. I still can't get over that fan that grabbed that raccoon. All right. There's only one, re- one reason why they're in this point right now. And I believe it's because that fan grabbed that raccoon. He might have rabies right now and be foaming from the mouth and banging his head through a fucking wall, but he put some good juju in the air when he grabbed that raccoon. All right. So here we are, Arkansas plus one and a half minus one eighty five on that. Uh, also minus one ten on the money line. The Stanford Cardinal, Stanford Cardinal, man, they, they, they got past UConn. I thought, I thought the Huskies might have had a chance, but uh, here they are. Stanford Cardinal moving along plus one, or I'm sorry, they're minus one and a half runs, but plus one fifty on that, uh, and overall minus one twenty. But uh, I mean, Noah, Stanford Cardinals, hippie Olympics. Doesn't matter who wins because they're all losers. What are you doing here? Noah, Noah Beanick, are you still there? Did Sorry, you f- I put myself on mute when you were reading the ads. It, you're I'm okay. Not- you don't want to hear my ads. You don't want to hear my voice. It's okay. Uh, Stanford, Arkansas, dude, I'm not going to fade raccoon boy. All right. <laughs> I am taking. <laughs> What's that? Have you heard of this uh, College World Series Jello Shot Challenge? Have you seen any of the stuff that I've retweeted? I have seen this? some stuff that you've retweeted, but I, prior <laughs> to that, I had not heard of it. Yeah. So, so please break it down for the listeners. There's this place called Rocco's Pizza, and basically they do four dollar fifty cent Jello shots. And if you're a representative of fan base, you go in there and you buy a Jello shot. And now they're keeping a tally, a scoreboard of every fan base that has bought and had a jello shot. Where, where is Rocco's pizza located? It's somewhere in downtown Omaha, like right, right okay. outside the stadium. I assume. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- they just charge four fifty for a jello shot and then they throw it up on the scoreboard and they count it for each team throughout the whole 10 days of the college world series. So right now, Arkansas has 27 Stanford has zero. 
<laughs> well, like, dude, Stanford fans, they don't, they would, they don't even travel to their own fucking home games. You know what I mean? I mean like, like, so you think they're going to go to Omaha? They're yeah. too busy. Like, I don't know. They're too busy covering up a fucking scandal. You know what I mean? Like a, a political <laughs> scandal or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> I, I, I remember this classic. So, you know, obviously I'm an East Carolina Homer and people probably realize that I'm a jackass, but um, I remember East Carolina played Stanford in a bowl game. And I, I heard this via Steve Logan, their football coach that uh, they're supposed to get up there and talk about. So both universities are supposed to get up and talk about each team because they're going to play in a bowl game uh, a day or two later. Right. Yeah. Uh, Stanford goes up there and at the time Tyrone Willingham was their head coach, but so he goes up there and he's there with his AD and they both start talking about how many oil rigs the university of Stanford owns and how they have one named Condoleezza and one rice. And, and, you know, she's a Stanford grad and, and Steve Logan, the football, you see football coaches like looking around, like what the hell is this? He ends up going up there right after saying East Carolina's got the best tractor in the, in the world. And we're destroyed. It's more important than these oil rigs. But the point is, is Stanford does some shit like that. They're not going to go to Omaha. I, I, I would be surprised if their assistant coaches went to Omaha. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, I, anyways, I'm taking Arkansas, Arkansas all day. <laughs> in 2019, Arkansas put up like 876 jello shots, and they were barely even in Omaha, from what my memory tells me. I think they were there for like five <laughs> days, and their fan base won the challenge compared to the other teams that were there for the entire two weeks at the time. They've also shortened the uh, amount of days that uh, the College World Series takes place. It used to be uh, a full like two weeks and now it's only 10 days. So last year, Mississippi state, the defending national champions, they won it. They put up like 2,690 something jello shots. So Arkansas, if they stay around, they're going to be trying to beat that record in this little bar. And it's just a hilarious uh, little that, fan that, competition. Look, to follow. They're like, they're like yeah. minus 400. All right. Arkansas fans oh, yeah, are like sure. minus 400 to break that record. Cause that's, that thing's going to happen. Even if they lose to Stanford, I would bet. Um, so yeah. uh, see if you can get juice at Rocco's Tavern and 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 pizza, or whatever the hell in Omaha. But uh, I mean, when it comes to this game, I, I get it. Stanford's you know seems like they've been red hot, but the Arkansas Razorbacks are are, are legit, man. Every time I've had a chance to watch them, I like their team. What are you doing yeah. here? I argue that Stanford's been slumping a little bit. I mean, they got the doors kicked in on them. Uh, in their game against Texas state, they got their doors kicked on them or in on them. Jeez. I can't even say that saying against UConn in game one. And both of those games were pitched by their ACE, Alex Williams Williams in this tournament has pitched 10.2 innings pitched. He's given up 16 runs. He gave up seven runs in just two innings against UConn. Um, he's not having a good go of it right now. And there's one kid in that, uh, starting rotation, you know, Arkansas and Stanford played each other earlier this year, all the way back in like maybe early March, late February in round rock. And Quinn Matthews was a starting pitcher at the time. He's lately been put into the bullpen as a reliever and leverage and closing situations. Um, he could get the start here, honestly, because Arkansas struggles against left-handed pitching. And that is something that they worry about like big time. And if 
Matthews doesn't get the start, I'm confident in Arkansas winning this game because their game one starter, Connor Nolan, has been great so far this postseason. He has a seven and five ERA or seven and five record on the year with a 386 ERA, 105 strikeouts, 33 walks, and 101.1 innings. And then what they've done to remodel this pitching staff in the postseason has been remarkable. They moved their number two starter all year, Hagan Smith to the back of the bullpen. And he's been in leverage situations, closing situations. He's basically been the Quinn Matthews of Arkansas, but just in the postseason. And they will, they moved up Will McIntyre, who was the last pitcher on their roster to register an inning pitched. He was the 20th pitcher on this roster. And it's just a Cinderella story just for the kid to be the number two starter uh, in Omaha for this Razorbacks team and talk about another cool story is the whole Michael Turner thing. Um, this team has really rallied around him and that whole situation with that uh, radio host in Arkansas and Turner, he's hitting 444, 545, 833 with two home runs and 11 RBIs in four games in the Stillwater regional. And he's been great. Most of this postseason for Arkansas the, the hitting's been timely and they have some of the best pitching in Omaha. I like them to win this first game here against Stanford. I'm not too confident in it until I see Stanford's game one pitcher, but give me the Razorbacks here. Let's go, buddy. Let's go, Razorbacks. All right. Well, the final game on the slate uh for Sat yeah, this weekend, uh 4 p.m. Ole Miss, Auburn. I mean, a little SEC matchup. Ole Miss is minus one and a half, plus one forty on that, but uh, minus one thirty on the money line. Auburn is uh, plus one hundred on the money line, but also plus one and a half runs for the game at minus one seventy. The over unders at ten and a half. Auburn's got this f- this fantastic fat ass first baseman that looks like Babe Ruth. <laughs> And it's fantastic. I mean, it's very fun to watch. Shout out Sunny to D. Yeah, Sunny D. I've been drinking some Sunny D uh, as I watch these ball games with, with cut with a little bit of Gray Goose. But uh, look, uh, this guy's batting three ninety seven. He's got twenty homers, fifty five RBIs. I'm sorry, I cannot fade that guy. Give me Auburn to get it done. All right, <laughs> I know Ole Miss is probably the better team here, but. That guy, uh, look, I don't know. I, I, I just got to go with that guy. He's, he's a legend. He's a, he's a, he's already a legend in my mind. Get him, get him an NIL deal, please. Already. What are you doing here? Noah? Noah, you're talking about, you're talking about Sonny Deshera being the legend. You're talking about Sonny Deshera being the legend, but Tim Elko for Ole Miss is literally nicknamed the legend. <laughs> he's he's 10 for 20 in the postseason, hitting 500 with 10 RBIs and three home runs. This Ole Miss bullpen has not given up a run in 17.1 total innings this postseason. This is an Ole Miss pitching staff that completely needed to be changed around and remodeled in April because they were on such a bad losing streak. They were the number one overall team in March. They dropped to, they were dead in April. Then they go eight and three in May and they squeak into the postseason and they've taken the opportunity and they've run with it. Dylan Delusha, their ace, Hunter Elliott, their number two. It's a great one, two, and a lot of people have been sleeping on it uh, for the last half of the year. And um, I, I mentioned Peyton Chatnier in the last uh, episode as well. This is a uh, Ole Miss team 
that is hot at the right time and I wouldn't be messing with them. And then on Auburn's side, the reason why I'm fading them is that I'm expecting Trace Bright to throw. Joseph Gonzalez may start. He's the better pitcher of the two, but Trace Bright has gotten the first start every uh, or like every series this year for Auburn. He's been their Friday night guy and he's just not that good. I mean, he went, he only got one out against Oregon state and that bullpen had to throw 8.2 innings and they still got the win against Oregon state against Ole Miss. You're not going to be able to do that and win this game. And sometimes um, it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> so I'm going to be on Ole Miss to win this game here. I'm not too confident in the play because if Joseph Gonzalez throws and of course, Sonny Deshera, he has the highest war in all of college baseball. He's like created like 6.2 runs just on himself. Um, so he won basically two games against Oregon state single-handedly, but I like Oregon state and their full team hitting well right now. And that bullpen has been untouchable. All right. He's going, he's, he's fading. He's fading the great Hambino. Um, but uh, you know, maybe you could talk me into that one, but I don't know. Yeah. You know what? We, I look no. No, I'm staying Pat. I'm staying Pat. All right. Let's get to this though. It's time for us to uh, really break down. uh, You know, what is our, what is our lock? What should every person that listens to this episode be betting on this weekend? Noah. So the lock for tomorrow for Friday or for, yeah, for Friday, I can't even count track of my days. It's technically Friday and uh, a few minutes by the time we're recording this, I'm going with Texas over Notre Dame. And I'm sorry, like fighting Irish, I was riding you the whole weekend last weekend, but it's just a tough matchup going up against Texas. If there's one team that can get out of this bracket after losing their first game, winning the first game is so important. But if there's one team that could do it, it's Notre Dame because they have a very great bullpen in themselves and they manufacture offense and runs. And uh, Oklahoma, they have weak depth in the bullpen pitching wise and Texas A&M, their defense is going to catch up to them here in this big park. So I'm on Texas on Friday, minus 130. I'm also taking Oklahoma minus 130. And for Saturday, as of right now, um, I'm going to go with Arkansas minus 110. They're a slight dog against Stanford and then Ole Miss minus 130. It's like, I have one dog in there, but it's all kind of chalky anyway. Everywhere you go, there's slight dogs. And then honestly, the prices just aren't uh, enticing enough for me to take the dog. I, I like all four of those games, but Texas is my most confident. Absolutely disgusting. Um, but you heard it from Noah Beanick. He, he, he's a man that can separate his pocketbook from his emotions. I can't Holy. do that. I can't do that. And I won't do that. All right. Colby, the, the people want to hear who you have in the championship. Who was uh, your prediction there? My, my prediction is the fighting Irish of Notre Dame against the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's not bad. I like it. That, that would be like, I would love it because I'm a guaranteed winner with the futures, but I'm going to take the other matchup that I'm a guaranteed winner in the futures. And it would be an awesome matchup. And I think it would be the best championship matchup we could get. And that's Texas and Arkansas. 
<clears throat> mm, that would be nice. Nice little old swack matchup. Their future SEC matchup. Yeah. I love it there. Well, I'll be. You better believe I, if that happens. I'm gonna have to go grab a raccoon myself because I I am gonna have to bet on Arkansas all day. There be the biggest Razorback fan ever. Might have to open up a studio in in Fayetteville if they win that thing. All right, folks. Well, I appreciate you guys tuning into the college baseball experience. You know, we're going to have you covered as the season continues to roll on. Enjoy a fantastic weekend. Happy father's day to all you fathers out there. The good ones, not the ones just cause you, just because uh, you know, you had a little kid and you haven't seen him in 12 years. No, fuck that. Uh, all right. Uh, the good fathers. All right. This is for the good fathers. You don't just get to claim it. You know, this isn't a BCS national championship here where they're just, oh, we're undefeated. You're undefeated. No, no, no. You got to earn it. You got to earn it just like in Omaha. So, uh, happy Father's Day to the real fathers out there. And uh, yeah, give Noah Beanick a follow on Twitter at 77NB. That's S E V E N T Y 7NB. And uh, yeah, give me a follow uh, at the Colby D and give the college baseball experience a follow at TCE on SGPN, all of that on Twitter. We, you can listen to this podcast where any, any, uh, uh, you know, any platform that podcasts are, are found. Uh, if you give us a five-star review, take a screenshot of that review, send it to us on Twitter or show it to us on Twitter. And um, we'll, uh, we'll send you a t-shirt. How about that? Let's get it going. All right. SGPN check out all of our other podcasts. The college football experience just previewed the Arkansas Razorbacks. They just previewed uh, the Auburn Tigers. So check that out. They're, they're going through championship. Who are you taking, Notre Dame or Arkansas? Razor back it up, man. Razor back it up. When, I like it. Me too. Yeah, give me give me the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, so yes, check out all of our our, our podcasts. Get the SGPN app. I, I can't recommend the college football experience, the college basketball experience enough. Even uh, all the other things that we got going on right now, the MLB gambling podcast, Noah Beanick doing great work with them over there as that season continues to heat up the NHL gambling podcast with the, the NHL getting down to the Stanley cup, uh, the NBA gambling podcast, obviously, you know, the finals going on uh, the ad, the WNBA gambling podcast. If that's your cup of tea, the USFL gambling podcast, I host that one as well. And uh, that, that season heats up as they go to Canton, Ohio for the playoffs after this weekend. What else do we have? The notorious OTB for horse I mean, racing fans. After these day one games, they're also going to have daily podcasts beginning again until the series, uh, the championship series, the final in the College World Series. And then uh, you, you're able to join any of the podcasts for the daily stuff. But uh, if you don't join, I'm looking to have like special guests on. I know I'm going to try to have one of our other guys that has been participating in the Slack. Uh, the whole year. I'm trying to get him on at one podcast because I've had two other guys from that channel on. And then who knows? I've been in cahoots with other guys and uh, girls in the landscape of college baseball. Who knows? We might bring on a couple of uh, guest speakers and give it a couple of plays from them. Hell yeah. Let's get Lenny Dykstra back on the show. Let's do that. He's always fun. Uh, but no, check it out. Seriously, the college baseball experience knows doing great work. Those shows will be up. So stay tuned. Uh, I can't recommend that enough. Obviously, if you're listening to this, then then you should agree with me. Uh, but all right, folks, uh, get the SGPN app. Let's do all that good stuff. Check out the Slack channel uh, for Sports Gambling Podcast as well, because let me tell you, if you hop in that Slack channel, you will get 
for no matter the sport, you want to know what's going on on a badminton match going on in Finland. I'm sure they're covering that in the Slack channel for Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, we're always talking college baseball, college ba- every sport you can think of. All right, AUDL, the American Ultimate Disc League. Yes, we we even have a podcast for that. So I mean, uh, yeah. just check it out; it's all there. All right, folks, this is the college baseball experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. You come from a land down under. A women go and men come.